from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. So you're kind of doing uh, songs that we might already know, some of them more historic, some of them more pop, but they all have that kind of Irish feel to it. Yeah, I mean, you can make virtually any song Irish if you want to, and there's actually an artist on TikTok named Cullen Vance who does that with a lot of more modern pop songs, and he just turns them Irish. So this might be a really dumb question, but what's the key to taking a modern pop song and turning it Irish? You know, uh, it's just something about the, uh, the attitude of the song. I'm Sarah Fenske. By day, Seth Staten Watkins is an analyst for an energy efficiency company. But online, the 26-year-old St. Louis resident is becoming an increasingly big star, a TikTok sensation with millions of views of his covers of classic Irish tunes. One of Seth's biggest hits has been a collaboration with Irish singers Melinda and Bobby Waters. They met Seth, go figure, through TikTok. And now the trio's song together has had more than two million plays. Ready? Two, three. What do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do with a drunken sailor? Early in the morning. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, hey, up she rises. Early in the morning. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, hey, up she rises. Early in the morning. Shave his belly with a rusty And that is Drunken Sailor by Melinda and Bobby Waters and Seth Staten Watkins. You can watch the video of Drunken Sailor on TikTok. Or even better, or if you're over 40, you can catch Seth Staten Watkins' first ever live in-person show here in St. Louis. That happens at the Blue Strawberry on March 17th. And no, you don't have to be 40 to go to it. Just maybe you're not on TikTok, is my point. And Seth Staten Watkins joins us today to tell us all the details. Seth, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Seth, when you first started posting on TikTok, did you have dreams that it would lead to things like in-person shows and like a a career as a recording artist? Absolutely not. No. um, uh, As you mentioned, I do have a day job um, and I actually have a master's degree in environmental science. And I sort of figured that that would be the route that my life would take. Uh, Music had always been a passion of mine, but it had always just been a fun hobby. It had never been anything I thought would ever amount to anything. Um, I do occasionally play with my dad, who's in an Irish band, but um, outside of that, I really thought it wouldn't go anywhere. So Yeah, so this is just kind of a hobby. What made you decide to take that hobby to TikTok in particular? So it, it was Nate Evans who posted uh, the Wellerman Sea Shanty, and that got over 11 million views, and it blew up his career overnight, and now he's you know a household name. Um, and I had some friends reach out who had heard me sing songs similar to that, um, and they were like, you should get on TikTok. It seems like there's a big scene for that kind of thing. And I did. Uh, and it really only took uh, a couple weeks before my first video just went viral, which means over 100,000 views. So I mean, that's huge. And I feel like I know people who are just constantly creating content for TikTok, and they have not managed to get it to take off at all. What did you do that in just a couple weeks, this is like lightning? I don't know. I mean, my first video that went super viral was literally just me sitting at my desk in front of my window singing uh, Leave Her, Johnny, Leave Her, which is a very popular sea shanty. 
uh, made famous. Uh, I love the Stan Rogers version the most, but it was just me and my voice. Uh, and that was it. So and nothing people, fancy production-wise. Nothing, nothing fancy production-wise. In fact, I really didn't know anything about uh, mixing music and doing all that stuff prior to this. And I've learned a lot since then because I'm doing YouTube covers and trying to get on Spotify and things like that. So. Yeah, so this has really kind of led you to maybe see some possibilities you didn't before. Yeah, yeah, like monetizing a YouTube channel, monetizing Spotify and things like that so that you can actually make a living doing this. Yeah, I mean, do you still feel committed to your day job? I do. Um, I, it's a wonderful group of people that I work with, uh, and they're doing wonderful work. We work with low-income households around St. Louis area. Um, but uh, it is getting difficult to juggle both, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, here you are. You're having to do press in the middle of the day. <laughs> You've got this live show coming up. I did up. take today off, yeah. So. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, hey, this is really taking off. You mentioned your dad, um, that he's in, uh, he does Irish music. He's in a band? Yeah, so he is a classically trained violinist, but for the last 15 years, he's been playing fiddle in an Irish band uh, called the Irish Heirs of Indianapolis, led by Brian Cunningham, who is a proper Irishman, um, and then his son, Chris Cunningham, and Tim Gillespie are in the band as well, playing bow, ron, mandolin, and keys. So, And so did he get you started on these Irish instruments as a kid? Um, you know, I don't really play a lot of Irish instruments. I'm singer and I do some guitar um, and I, you know, can keep a beat. But uh, uh, he tried to get me to play violin when I was a kid, but it didn't it take. It just didn't take. Yeah. I kind of wish it had, but yeah, that, that was my Yeah, that would be handy right now. So, it would be. So you were growing up in Indianapolis. Yes. Um, is your family a really Irish family? No. <laughs> Not really. And I don't like to tell people this. In fact, most people on TikTok think that I'm from Ireland or You're Scotland. Kind of an least. Irish look. You know, you have also, I feel like, the little Irish wool cap that's It's the Irish patty cap. I wear a lot of tweed. So yeah. yeah. But you're kind of faking it a little bit. I'm 100%. Yeah. But here, when you listen to as much Irish music as I have, the accent just comes out when you sing the songs. Yeah. It's sort of impossible to keep it back. So I want to give an example. We heard one of your collaborations at the beginning of this conversation, but I want to play a song that you did solo. And this is actually a song people might not think of this as Irish music. I hadn't. Uh, This is Take Me Home, Country Roads by John Denver. You posted this on TikTok last week. This is kind of like a digital acapella group of Seths. Almost heaven, West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River Life is older, older than the trees Younger than the mountain, blowing like a breeze Country road, take me home To the place I belong West Virginia And that is 
Take Me Home, Country Roads. It's a cover by Seth Staten Watkins. He is my guest today. He has a show coming up at the Blue Strawberry, March 17th. This is exactly where you want to be on St. Patrick's Day. And Seth, you weren't kidding about having that little Irish accent come out while you're singing. I hear it on Virginia. (laughs) Yeah, so that cover is actually inspired by Mark Strong, who is singing it in a thick, heavy Scottish accent in the movie Kingsman. Oh, okay. Uh, But that song is very popular in Ireland, and if you go into any Irish pub, you might hear it. So So you're kind of doing uh, songs that we might already know, some of them more historic, some of them more pop, but they all have that kind of Irish feel to it. Yeah, I mean, you can make virtually any song Irish if you want to, and there's actually an artist on TikTok named Cullen Vance who does that with a lot of more modern pop songs, and he just turns them Irish. So this might be a really dumb question, but what's the key to taking a modern pop song and turning it Irish? You know, uh, it's just something about the the attitude of the song. just well, for one thing, this guy plays like thirty different instruments. So he can add the mandolin, he can add the bowron, he can add Irish traditional Irish instruments. Um, but adding a lot of trills and ornamentations is mm-hmm. very Irish, um, and uh, I can do that relatively easily now, but it did take some time to learn how to add those in between notes. Yeah, so that, when we heard you, it sounded like multiple voices. That was all you. Yeah. And You're recording yourself on top of yourself. Yes, but since then, I've learned quite a bit more, and I actually see my interface over there. You guys have the same one. <laughs> oh, okay, so you <laughs> but, know this equipment. Yeah. I, I got to admit, I don't know this equipment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's you, cool. That's great. So have you found, like, you kind of have an interest also in the engineering, like, audio engineering side of this. Well, you have to if you want it to sound good. Uh, especially like on that one, uh, you have to, uh, there's so many different vocal layers that they will bleed out and you'll get a lot of, um, audio interference if you don't compress it the right way. Our audio engineer is very pleased to hear, uh, yes, (laughs) devotion to his craft here. He's used to some of us who just try to tune these things out. But, but look, I mean, you're going to be taking this from being able to have this high production value and layer things on top of each other and, and mess with all this to doing this in person. You've got your first ever live show. This is at the Blue Strawberry. This show has sold out. Is mm-hmm. the, do you have a little trepidation about that? I'm nervous. No, no doubt. No doubt. As anybody would be for their first show. Um, and the, the big difference, you're right, is I think one thing that's so popular about my TikToks are these vocal layerings, these strong chorus harmonies um, that I won't have on the show. It'll just be me and my voice and a guitar. So that's a little nerve wracking, but hopefully uh, people will like it anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's exciting. And something else that's pretty exciting, I understand your dad is going to be joining you that night. And that's even though he has a really busy day going on. How, how is this going to work? He does, yeah. So he's actually performing from 12 to 3 in Indy uh, with his band, as they do uh, every year. And then he's going to drive uh, the three and a half hours to St. Louis. Uh, luckily, he gains an hour because we're an hour behind um, to come and make my show. And then he's going to uh, support on violin on a few songs and maybe sing some backup harmonies as well. So... It won't be three, four-part harmonies, but it might be at least two-part harmony on a couple songs. And he has a wonderful singing voice. That's where I get it. I feel like for your dad, this has got to be just about the coolest thing ever. I mean, despite the logistical hurdles and being in an Irish band where surely there's a gig he could play in Indianapolis, was he just jumping at, no, I want to do my second gig of the day. I'm going to drive four hours to do that. Yeah. No, I would say he's very excited. And I'm very excited to have him. He's a very talented musician and uh, my inspiration. So... So I have to ask, I mean, this Irish music thing, this is clearly such a big deal on TikTok and not just among people of Irish descent. In our final minute here, what is it you think that draws so many people to this music and to this culture, even if they can't claim that heritage themselves? 
you know, I'll take this moment to say that we're living in a time where there's this crisis in Ukraine going on, which is quite terrible, obviously. Um, But Irish music speaks to so many different eras in human history because it's it uh, exemplifies struggle, and that's something that is universal in all human cultures, unfortunately, but also perseverance through that struggle. And um, a lot of the Irish songs that I love and sing are rebel songs, but they're songs that were sung by Irish people finding hope and immense struggle against the English occupation for the last 800 years, you know, um, until they won their independence in the 1920s. Um, and that, of course, is a story that rings true for populations across the world. Um, so, but I think just listening to it and the passion and the voices that sing it, uh, anybody can relate and uh, find some kind of, um, you know, emotional connection. Well, you make a great case there. And if people are feeling inspired by that connection, you can catch Seth Staten Watkins at the Blue Strawberry. That's March 17th. The table seats are sold out. You can still buy a seat at the bar. That's just $10. And get in on that Irish rebel spirit. Seth Staten Watkins, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's go out of the show with Seth Staten Watkins singing an Irish ballad. This is in Gaelic. This episode was produced by Kayla Drake with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.